Originally from France, Karine works as a naturopath in the health and wellness field and has her daily radio live wellness program on the French radio in Qatar for the last 10 years. Her personalized holistic method of approach supports people in their healthy life changes, their personal development, and makes them responsible as far as their lifestyle habits and health are concerned. After studying psychology, Karine gained vast life experience over the 20 years she spent in several countries, and she chose naturopathy and energy work techniques to bring her clients physical, mental, emotional, and psychological wellness. She uses the body code and emotion code technique from Dr. Bradley Nelson that work on releasing blockages. These trapped energies distort the normal energy field of the body, creating pain, confusion, stress, malfunction that can affect our physical, mental, and emotional health and prevent us to move forward in life. She's also a family constellation practitioner and systemic coach. The purpose of family constellations is to assist you in releasing yourself from entanglements and baggage that are not yours originally, but belong to your family system as the issue is often not only a personal one, but part of the family system. Supporting clients in specific areas of their self-development is part of her wellness practitioner work. She will help you gain more clarity and alignment in your life, more self-confidence, inner peace. Setting boundaries in a healthy way, recovering your strength after challenging life events, replacing unhealthy patterns to become the best version of yourself. Hi everybody, I'm really, really happy to have you here today. We have Karin, who is a naturopath originally from France. She's been in Qatar with us for 10 years now. Hi Karin, how are you? Hi Anka, thank you for welcoming me today. Very happy to share this moment with you all. Yeah, we are. We, I'm really, really happy to, to have you on the, on the Healer Hub podcast and I think it's going to be very very helpful because you seem to be integrating so many different modalities I'm really really curious about well who you are and your background story if you would love if you'd like to share that with us yeah I think it's come from my 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 full story I would say in the last uh, 40 plus something years I would say so because originally um, I started my my journey I would say on regarding healing um, I started with psychology uh, study basically then I worked in uh, the education domain um, a little bit of uh, medical as well then I studied my naturopathic uh, training and certification. So because I found like, you know, uh, the psychology side was very interesting, but there was something missing for me at some point. I feel like it was really uh, focused on the mind, but not at that time, not so much uh, on the body. I think now the, um, the psychology is maybe a little bit more integrative, but at that time, uh, it was really much more focused on the mind. <clears throat> so for me, I uh, integrated this um, naturopathy, uh, let's say, approach uh, as holistic approach so i can combine you know the uh, the approach about the mind with my background in psychology then i can add as well the emotional you know uh, part and uh, the part that is related to the body and uh, 
so it's it it would be for me like a, a more complete approach yeah. in uh, adding that so then later on um let's say for about a little bit less than 10 years now i started to integrate as well to my approach um, more uh, healing modalities based on energy uh, like uh, emotion code body code um so I'm I'm practitioner of various technique related to energy healing as well. So I kind of combine all this because I found like the individual has to be approached in terms of uh, health, or uh, not only like health-wise. Um, I mean, not only from a body perspective, but a mind perspective, uh, an emotional perspective, um, as well in terms of energy. So. We need to kind of have a kind of uh, a clear understanding of how all these uh, parts work uh, or function, I would say, in one individual to be able to uh, support him or her as uh, as much as possible. Uh, knowing that, for me, my approach is that I like people to um, to. You know, I, I try as much as possible that uh, any client that come to see me would take in charge his own health, uh, whether it's mental health, physical health, emotional health, because you are the only one to be able to um, kind of do that for yourself. Even if you have support from outside, from different therapists, but you are the key person regarding your health. So that's a very different approach from the, let's say, classical allopathic medical approach that is more, you know, symptomatic and it's more um, like, for example, you kind of let the, the doctor, the specialist to tell you, okay, what you should do, what is good for you. Whereas in our holistic approach, it's more like often I told my clients, listen to your body. Uh, so often we, we talk about the, the ability to listen to yourself, how your body feels. Because most of the time, and that's quite maybe strange, but um, nowadays, I mean, a lot of people are not even able to connect with their own body. Uh, it's kind of something very foreign to them in some ways. So we need first to kind of reconnect to um, their own body, their own self, to be able to to know, you know, what what they feel, what they how they how they are, etc. Because sometimes they, I I notice there is a, a disconnection between between themselves and their bodies. Like for some reason, uh, it's very common nowadays, because I I believe as well that the body has a, a natural uh, intelligence, I would say, and knows. Uh, if you know how to listen to to it and knows what is uh, good or not for you most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Can we go a little bit into what is naturopathy and how do you help people through naturopathy and then the body code, emotion and the family and systemic constellation approach? Yes. So um, naturopathy, so yeah, people have, uh, doesn't have often a, a proper idea about what is this uh, exactly. So basically it's any um, 
Um, it's an approach that, as I, I was uh, explaining, that is holistic, um, that supports people in their healthy lifestyle change, uh, their personal development, and make them responsible as far as their lifestyle habits and health are concerned. So uh, basically, we, we don't use any intrusive, invasive uh, healing modalities. So it means like no medication, no, uh, no heavy, uh, harsh treatment, let's say. So we focus more on either natural natural remedies, but not only we can use like uh, energy-based healing modalities, uh, we can use um, different means. We can for sure, we uh, really work on the lifestyle. So we have to go through uh, the diet, the sleep, the um, how the person usually exercise, um, what is the mindset of the person as well. So we kind of... Uh, review, reframe all that if there is a need to uh, to do something related to that, and it's most of the time the case um, because all that can affect as well how you feel, either physically and mentally. Um, so what I so this is about this is naturopathy basically. So it's the use of any natural means or natural healing modalities that would uh, help the person to go back into uh, a better health. I would say. Yeah. So flower uh, remedies, for example, would go here. Homeopathy would go here. Yes. Yeah, so homeopathy is a little bit a different uh, modalities. It's not included in naturopathy, and often the people uh, doesn't make the a clear difference between these two. Homeopathy is really a, a, a specialized um, healing modality that is based on uh, specific remedies, basically, and a specific approach. So it it's not included in naturopathy. But it's part of the alternative and complementary um, holistic approach as well. In the in the way we approach a client, and it's it has the same um, yeah the same approach. Let's say yeah, like looking at at a person holistically, body mind Ex spirit. exactly yeah, and more preventive and not symptom based. I mean, like yeah, not medication. Yeah, so. I don't know if that's a little bit more clear <laughs> in some ways. So we that's why, you know, each, each uh, naturopath as well as, uh, uh, you know, you can have two, three, five naturopaths, like uh, having a very different way to, we have the same approach, as you say, like holistic. But, uh, you know, each uh, practitioner would have we, um, a very... Um, uh, specific, maybe some specific healing modalities and tools that he would be more prone to use because, you know, it's like in anything we have our preference as well, according to our experience, we see what works better, uh, according as well to which type of client and challenge they, they come with. So we will use certain type of modality or others. So, and each, each naturopath will have his own, like, personality i would say uh in terms of tools that he or she used in her or his practice mm -hmm. what about the body code uh emotion code um what okay is so the body code and emotion code is a uh, really an amazing um, technique um healing modalities it's um an energy-based technique from dr bradley, Nel bradley nelson uh, that work on releasing 
blockages, especially, you know, trapped energy that uh, usually distort the normal energy field of the body. And it can create either pain, uh, confusion, additional stress, malfunction uh, that can affect our physical, mental, emotional health and, for example, prevent us to move forward in life. Um, it's uh, basically I, I discover that as well. Um, I, I found out about this healing modality uh, about 10 years ago because my journey as well as practitioner um, was to go through, I was already a naturopath when that happened. So, but my journey was to go through as well some challenge regarding my health. And at that time, about 10 years ago, so, and the, what the medical uh, let's say approach has to offer at that time to me was not was not really satisfying or was not really resonating with my own values and how I, I approach uh, health let's say so I had to figure out how to manage uh, you know what I was going through and and uh, this is you know kind of uh, randomly but I, I don't believe it's random because everything happened for a reason I think uh, I found out a practitioner of uh, body code and emotion code and um, this same practitioner was a practitioner of an um, NAET technique that's it's a technique that work on allergy as well um, allergy clearing so um, so I experimented these healing modalities uh, when I myself had to go through some kind of serious health issues. And it has been really amazing. Um, it has really helped me a lot. Basically, it has been about 10 years. Uh, I, you know, I'm not taking any any medication. So usually it was supposed to for me to either go to some kind of... Uh, invasive treat treatment, either surgery, some, you know, um, heavy medication for, uh, for a while and uh, um, lifelong medication as well. So that doesn't uh, really appear very appealing to me. So I had managed to kind of just be free of uh, any medication, anything since, the, uh, I mean, for the last 10 years, I would say. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, just so how I had managed that it was through, you know, reframing my my diet, my lifestyle, having proper, proper sleep, proper exercise, uh, proper... One of the biggest things, and I see that in, in clients a lot as well, me included, uh, is having a really good emotional and stress management um you know routine i would say because most of the time we would care about our uh, physical body exercising maybe sleep eventually having a proper diet but you can have the best uh, the best diet the best uh, training and and sleeping but if you are not able to manage your stress properly or your emotions um, that will kind of mess the whole picture, I would say. So yeah. it's it's all should work together, you know. Yeah, and I'm curious, so, what, what, yeah. what what is your what is your emotional care taking routine? Okay, so usually it's like something 
um, then that's what I recommend to my client as well. Uh, usually it's something that you should include daily, uh, let's say in your, in your uh, routine. Like for example, you should first find what resonates with you because this is very important. You know, um, I, I believe that everyone has maybe a, might have a different routine because if I tell uh, everybody like, okay, uh, you should do a 30 minute meditation every morning when you wake up, that might not work for everybody. Maybe some people that would not be the right time to do that for, for them. Maybe some people, they would need to do more, some kind of intensive uh, exercise to, to manage their energy, their emotion. So, I think first you need to find what resonates for you. So I can suggest you many different ideas, suggestions, but then you need to choose what, what works or you need to try. So for me, for example, one example could be uh, usually what I was used to, to do uh, or what I do for quite some time now is usually uh, when I wake up, I would first have some uh, hydration. <laughs> That's one of the most important things. Um, having some uh, some water, some hot water infusion or something like that, eventually some tea. And then after that, maybe uh, w uh, something I really like is like to do some cardiac coherence exercise. So you can look um, on internet about this, uh, this uh, technique. It's basically a breathing technique that will... Uh, help you to calm down your nervous system so it works as well um, so it's like a guided some kind of guided meditation if we can say and uh, that will calm down your nervous system for five to six hours wow. and it's really really efficient in uh, if you uh, for example struggle with anxiety uh, stress that's really really efficient so I would definitely recommend that to uh, people currently that that struggle with that, and there is a lot of uh, you know anxiety and stress related issues now currently with the um, all this uh, crisis that happened with COVID. So, um, so cardiac coherence exercise for maybe about ten minutes. Usually, I would do that. Uh, then I would write. I have a notebook where I do my I call it my gra gratitude practice so i would write uh, maybe uh, three things that um, i feel grateful grateful for three things then that uh, i can um, kind of like enjoy let's say it can be uh, something small something big doesn't really matter because it has been proven that gratitude really uh, increase your level of uh, happiness and contentment so this is a very nice practice to do. And even in that practice, you can write uh, at the end, like what in the future, you just like think about your future, ver future version of yourself and what you would uh, feel grateful for. For example, if you have a, let's say currently a challenge, you want to uh, get over this, you said, okay, I feel grateful for getting over this situation mm -hmm. or this challenge or this uh, whatever um, and that really worked very well I think anything that I wrote in my in my notebook about feeling grateful of this or this in the future 
I think if I if I sometimes I read it back, you know, and everything has happened, I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's quite in, incredible. So I like to do that. So uh, cardiac coherence, gratitude practice. Then usually I would go outside. I would take a few minutes uh, in the morning either to have a walk outside. If I can, I would go to have a, a bath in the sea if it's available close by. Um because I'm, I'm, I really love nature and, and seawater as well, very therapeutic. Uh, getting some sun at the same time, very important for having a proper amount of vitamin D that yeah. we are quite uh, depleted here most of the time. A lot of people, even if it's, uh, you know, there is a lot of sun every day, but we don't really, either it's too hot, so we don't go so much outside. Yeah. So very important, especially now with the, you know, what's happened with COVID as well. Vitamin D, a proper level has been really uh, correlated to uh, less serious symptoms in terms of uh, uh, COVID uh, as well, less, uh, a, a better immunity as well. Mm. So yeah, I would go outside, getting some sun, getting in the sea, you know, connecting with nature, maybe walking barefoot if possible going into a park, some kind of natural space, whatever you have close by eventually. Okay. And um, mostly that, that would be it for the morning time. And then uh, I would be, yeah, no, no, some a little bit additional things that I would do usually, but it's really according to my test is I would uh, take care of all my plants and little garden that I have a, a, a kind of created on my rooftop basically <laughs> there was nothing there at the beginning but I'm a big fan of plants and nature so I I, f- I felt the need to recreate some kind of green space there because I, I lived as well for a long time in the Caribbean where it's very lush and very green so I miss that a lot so I would kind of connect with my plants and my garden so uh, maybe sometime doing a little bit of few minute gardening or taking care of um some you know growing sometime as well when it's the season i i grow my own vegetable and aromatics or lettuce spinach things like that so yeah that would be so that that's a little bit i like to take my time in the morning so for me what is important is having the time to wake up do all these little rituals and then i can start to work basically yeah it's so important because it feels that through this morning ritual, um, you are getting in touch with, well, the heart, right? Like through the cardiac heart coherence and creating just this space for you to start a day with gratitude. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, I think it's it's really something that is uh, is really help has been really helpful, and so but it's different, you know. That's my example for now. But uh, everybody can, you know, some people in the morning they would. They won't have enough time to to do this type of thing, so they might want to do it maybe later uh, before going to bed. Uh, you know, like this gratitude practice or this medi- some meditation, some breathing exercise, some yoga. Breathing as well is very important. Um, so you should find wh- when is the right time for you and what are the right uh, practice that will resonate with you. There is many many others. So um, I think you need to just try and, and find what is good for you. It can change as well. You know, some period of time, I don't feel to do this one. I would go for something else. Um, 
so it's it's, uh, it's you just need to listen to yourself as well yeah and that's very beautiful i i love that you are mentioning this listening to yourself and listening to your body um it is true that for many of us it's quite difficult because we are so disconnected we are just living living in this uh well loop <laughs> where... yeah automatic pilot I, i call that and that's really even me you know it's happened to me as well sometimes i um there is things that are taking over my my day my mind everything so it's happened it's happened to us as well as practitioner as we were uh, talking a little bit earlier uh we we have our own uh challenge to work on we have our own you know we are human beings as well <laughs> yeah. And it's really beautiful to normalize that because yeah, we, we were just talking um just before just before we started. Um we all are going through this human experience. And I think that nobody has the solution or the perfect recipe to feeling good inside your body, inside your mind, and inside your life. But we are all trying our best. And it's so great that some of us have been through this healing journey and just like you are here to share it with other people and to embark them and to show them what worked for you. And maybe that's yeah for other people too and it's amazing yeah that, that's why you know when i've been through this um uh, challenge regarding my health like uh, many years ago and when i saw the result like how you can finally manage it in a kind of natural way and non non-invasive way and and how how good it can work as well if you but i think is you have to invest yourself in in that I mean, any alternative complementary technique will or healing modality will work very well, uh, whatever resonates with you, but you have to be really committed. committed. So that's sometimes, you know, the, the thing is that currently, you know, a lot of people, they would rather go for the quick fix and they would rather take a pill uh, to fix one issue than even if they have to do it like on a uh, daily basis than... Uh, commit themselves to do some change in in their life to improve uh, themselves in some ways to clear some uh, maybe unhealthy habits some kind of uh, uh, toxic pattern they might have so it's it's not it's not an easy um, journey I would say it's it's require commitment but it's really rewarding and that's why when I saw the result as well on on um, what i can i could do with myself i would uh i want i absolutely wanted to you know share it with people and through my practice and adding all this tool that has uh, that had helped me uh in my practice basically so that's why you know the either the body code emotion code the nat technique the natural body so any technique i use um currently has been helping me through my challenges basically so that's why I use these ones um, so I really wanted to be able to share that with people as well because I say if there is a way maybe for some people to avoid them to go through harsh treatment when it's maybe sometimes not necessary they can manage it either through natural ways or combine as well the medical approach and the complementary uh, uh, healing modalities because both combined work very well as well. I have many clients that they uh, keep having their usual treatment 
and they work with me as well and they have very good results. So uh, I would say anything is, uh, is possible. And uh, I was as well um, really eager to, um, and I really wanted to, um, you know, to, sp to spread another kind of information than the usual one that everybody's, okay, you have this issue, uh, you can only go through a medical uh, approach with that. Whereas, yes, you can go through medical approach, but maybe you can be, uh, your, your journey can be supported as well uh, with additional alternative approach and make you feel better. Maybe you can reduce your, if you have a heavy kind of medication, you can reduce the side effect of, um, of the medication through alternative uh, healing modalities. So there is many things that you can do uh, through uh, alternative comp complementary healing modalities, basically. Yeah, and that's really powerful because I think that many, many of us, when we are going through something very, very difficult health-wise, all the defense mechanisms and all the fear of, well, going on the other side are popping up, right? And we tend to go for the obvious solution, which is usually what most people have done, which is go on the, the classical normal way. But that's just one option. I think that once people mention that there are other options, it's so empowering because you are no longer just a victim who is, well, this is happened, this just happened to me. So I really need to take action fast and go because that's the only option that I have. It just becomes a wider spectrum of, well, I could actually work on my mindset and probably that's going to change even the way that I look at this issue, which is not an issue. It just becomes a blessing in disguise because that takes me closer to who I am and what my heart really needs and how can I work through my emotional stuckness <laughs> so, that I, so that I can come closer to who I truly am and why I truly came, um, came here in this life. Um, really exactly and that's really resonate with what you are mentioning now like what you know feeling like like you resonate with what you are doing either through your healing journey or either through your you know your job for me for example or both <laughs> because I've been through both and for sure there is no no as well there is no judgment or there is not one thing that is better than the other is not uh, you know the medical side uh, against the alternative approach it's like i see that very as a as a complement um as like as you said a spectrum of uh, um, approach uh that give a good good result you know so i think whatever you choose uh, if you choose even the, the the medical approach or combining with alternative or if you choose only alternative so it's really a personal choice according what to what resonates with you, to your situation, because sometimes, you know, especially now with the this uh, crisis we, that happened currently in the world, sometimes we, we don't have access to all of the healing modalities, whether medical or alternative. So it's, it's a bit more challenging. So sometimes, as you said, sometimes you, you cannot wait too much according to what's happened to you health-wise. So you have to take action. And sometimes you will do your best with what you have available at the moment. And, and, and it's good as well. I mean, uh, the most important, I would say, is to, to resonate with what you would choose. And even if it's not 
um, let's say if you would have chosen something slightly different, but for some reason your situation doesn't allow you to choose exactly what you wanted, but I think it's very important that you approach your healing journey, whatever it is, whatever tools you will use or you will have to use in a very positive mindset because that will be a big part of your healing, let's say whether you choose the, the medical approach, the alternative, both combined, only one of them, um, that's, you know, you, sh you should go always with a very open mind, with faith, with uh, a positive, um, a positive, uh, yeah, a really, really positive mindset. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surrender. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think yeah, yeah. It's it's really important to to kind of I think um, definitely trust and pace um, is important as well. You know, there is a, a for me as well. I see uh, spirituality as a part of the healing journey as well. It has been uh, one big part of my my journey too. So it's. It's part of the yeah. It's part of the approach as well, like how you uh, how you approach life, what what you are here for, what you know. Do you, do you do something that resonates with you, um, or how you can reach that? How you at your own level? Um, yeah, that's that's important to find some some kind of sense, some kind of mean, uh, kind of meaningful purpose to to what you do. And I don't say that is like uh, important things and non-important things. I I would really see anything. I would say anything is everything and anything is important. Yeah. Um, whether it's some some big things, some some small things, you know, it's remind me. One uh, encounter I had uh, about so someone that is very inspiring me usually, and uh, it's uh, Vandana Shiva. She's one. Uh, she's an Indian activist. Um, she's uh, she's into uh, environment basically, and I'm a big fan of nature. So I really, I'm really fond of her. She's a very powerful woman. And uh, I had the chance to meet her in Doha like a few years ago. Uh, she was uh, uh, she was doing um, a lecture at the National Library, and so I had the chance to quickly talk with her a little bit. And uh, I told her, you know, uh, sometimes you how you do to not. To not feel like um, you know, sometimes um, like overwhelmed because you know, as humans, we feel like wh whatever we do, even if we feel we have uh, our contribution to bring to the world, we think like, okay, what we do is uh, a tiny grains of sand in a big desert, and sometimes we feel like some kind of useless. We feel some, you know, we feel we, it's maybe useless or something like that. So. Um, I was sharing that with her. I said, you know, sometimes it feels like we just do a so tiny action, so little things that it feels useless, you know, in the whole uh, vastness of, of the world. 
and uh, and she told me no 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 you know that's that's the only way to do things to do small things plus small things plus small things and and then it becomes like some uh, small things plus as you know it's like then it becomes something bigger but this is the only approach uh, and the only things that we can do it's starting with small things so for me i i feel like Everybody has its its own role, its own uh, contribution to bring to the world in in different manner, in different way, shape, or form, and everything is important. So, I think for me, as a, let's say from a more a mental health perspective, as soon as you have found your purpose, I would say in this life, uh, I usually see and ob- can observe that people once they have reached that point where they they kind of figure out what they are here for um they would stop to feel um depressed for example most of the time depressed or so anxious or so stressed so it will really support them uh, relate um, in terms of uh, mental health i would say even for sure they will still have their their moment where it's more challenging but uh, that's why I say spirituality as well is is an important factor in uh, in the healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. And when you were mentioning Vandana Shiva and what she said, I I remembered what Dalai Lama the Dalai Lama says about uh, if you ever think that you are uh, unimportant, try sleeping in a room with a mosquito. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I find that very funny, and absolutely, I I I see this, and I think that everybody has this question about what is my purpose, and and for me, it has been a big deal my whole life, and then I just realized that well, I am creating my purpose and more than finding something and be like okay this is your purpose it's more about waking up every day and finding the purpose throughout the day and something that was really really helpful was when um i don't remember i think it was a buddhist monk or some some priest i don't remember who it was who told me you know when you wake up just do this just say god the universe whoever is in charge (laughs) use me today as a tool to do good that's it like you don't have to do anything else just do that <laughs> exactly and i think that that's very uh, significant you know sometimes we when we said oh i have to find my mission in this life my my higher purpose etc it seems like very uh, it may seem very pretentious or something like that but it's uh, on the contrary it's something very simple you know sometimes mm-hmm. as i said maybe uh, it can be just uh, taking care of uh, i don't know your garden and growing some some kind of uh, veggies that you will share with your family or with some friend. Some days can be, you know, just smiling at someone that, and this person will uh, kind of, it will bring some kind of uh, uh, joy or light in the, in the day of this person. So it's, it's very simple and it doesn't have to be complicated and, and thinking like, Oh, I'm, I'm so important. I need to do a big things. No, it's like, as well to stay simple i mean we we tend to to really complicate uh um our life our you know way to live as well especially now so i think for me you know i i saw that period of uh, you know all this confinement since last year and all this uh, challenge we have been through uh, related to covid as well i saw that as an opportunity to reconnect to ourselves as well deeply and to uh, kind of uh, 
make the the uh, the choice of clearing certain things that doesn't resonate with with us as well, uh, getting more in inward inside, um, and maybe going for more simple things because we have been uh, away, especially during the, the the confinement phase. We've been away from most of our usual distraction. Uh, you know, going out, uh, shopping, you know, all, all these uh, things we, we have in our life. So there was none, none of these, basically. So we were just like between, you know, us and, and ourselves, I would say, <laughs> just facing ourselves. Uh, so that's why, you know, sometimes it can be very, um, it can trigger a lot of anxiety as well, because as you said, you know, we are so disconnected from ourselves that when we just are facing ourselves, it's, it may feel like a, like a void, you know, we are facing. And so we need to kind of rebuild uh, a little bit of who we are, uh, what, what do we want, what is important for us what is uh, what is non-important and i think most of the time we maybe uh, tend to come back to something more simple uh, and focusing on more of uh, what is essential in our life uh, rather than all the distraction yeah so i think it's i saw that period of time even if it was very challenging you know most of us have lost you know uh, close people uh, I've been through challenges as well, but on a positive note, it has been uh, it has been a positive time as well, a, a time for reframing certain things in our life as well. Yeah, and uh, a lot of us, I think, who spend much more time than we would have usually with our families. Um, I would love to find out more about family and systemic constellations because I think that <laughs> yeah exactly that that's a big challenge because yeah. then there is no no there was no escape <laughs> no hiding <laughs> and as well you know some parents have the the kids uh, staying at home so uh, the, the the whole family so yeah that was very challenging. So basically, I'm as well a family constellation practitioner. And uh, so basically, the purpose of uh, family constellation um, modalities, healing modalities, is basically uh, to assist you in releasing yourself from entanglement and baggage that are not yours originally. But in fact, they may belong to your family system. So basically, family constellation, it's it's part of the systemic approach regarding psychology. So it's like any individual is part of a bigger system. So first we are part of a family, but then the family is part of a bigger system, etc. So um, most of the time, you know, it's good to have an individual approach, but as well, that's why that, that came. This is a, one of my last, um, let's say, in terms of... Um, chronologically speaking family constellation is the 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 last one of my healing modalities that uh, in in my journey i would say that i discovered and it has been amazing too as well so uh, uh because you realize most of the time that many of your baggage uh 
are linked as well to your uh, family system and family dynamic, for example. So the issue is, is often not only a personal one, but part of the whole system. So, um, for example, many people who come to Family Constellation have already tried many other methods to resolve their problems. And um, it's often a pattern or an entanglement coming from the family of origin. But, you know, uh, therapies or personal development or coaching that don't work with a systemic approach may missing the mark as well. So sometimes they, they won't find solutions. So whether as family constellation, it's a modality that uh, in which the client is placed in a space, basically, um, uh, where uh, there will be a representation of the family members. Uh, and we will look for understanding the dynamic from, um, from the system, from the family. And um, basically, the, the, that's what we call the constellation, because it's like there is many different elements in it. Um, basically, it will serve the person to uncover the background of either failure, some kind of illness, uh, addiction, uh, isolation or any kind of challenge they can go through. So um, basically, it's 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 about uh, moving, you know, the elements in the system to find a better balance in the system. So we do that through either movement um, in in the. Basically, we use. Usually I would use uh, little stones or little elements to represent each family member. For example, if we work on a family. So either we will, we will move this, this stone according to how the client feel regarding each of them. And we will work on affirmation on what the client feel in each position in the system. So it's um, basically it's about everybody to have is its own place. So once you have found and taken this place, there is a new perspective that will open up and which will make you capable of taking action as well. Um, so for example, um, by releasing you know, this old uh, unconscious bound, for example, our focus uh, will be directed um, towards true love, care, mindfulness, and respect. And so that's from where we can, you know, start to take action and get over our issues. Um, so um, what can I tell you about mm -hmm. Family Constellation? Very beautiful. I had, um, I had the privilege of, of taking part in one mm -hmm. Family Constellation modality. And um, I think also enmeshment with your family is very visible. <laughs> Fusional relationships, the way that you, just the very natural interaction that you have with your, with your parents or with your grandparents bring a lot of insight into the way that this relationship had been created. Um, generational trauma that has been carried uh, from maybe abuse in the family, for example example or lack mentality um this is what came up for, for me so it was quite interesting to see that yeah exactly so it's uh it's it's really you know um it's really vague so you can uh you can really uh, use a 
family constellation in many things because especially you know as uh, as expats uh, there is um, you know a lot of things to uh, to clear as well because some people come from uh, you know have been kind of displaced from their country either by choice or not so there is a lot of things to uh, to consider regarding that as well yeah um, and identity there is mm-hmm. identity um i mean like if if your parents were born for example in in one country and then they emigrated to another country but then you have the cultural um the cultural upbringing of certain culture right but you are growing up in a different culture and um, I have a lot of friends who have who have who have come from this maybe Eastern Europe and but they were brought up in France or mm-hmm. um, I don't know Palestine but they are living they are living in Germany right so there there are a lot of elements about well who am I truly and what is truly my identity like what can I claim as an identity? yes like yeah where do I belong as well that's uh, the fact to belong is really important in, in uh, human uh, psychology for the for the balance of you, the human beings as well so and there is you know under this uh, family constellation it's it's a universal thing there is some kind of law like um that any uh, any um, let's say any subconscious mind will follow wh- wherever you are from. Mm-hmm. So there is, uh, for example, the law of uh, of belonging, the law of uh, loyalty to your family, whether you have good relation with your family or not. This is something uh, in your subconscious mind. So you will same, you know, when you had to leave your country of origin for whatever reason you you may feel like even if it was by a choice you may feel like some kind of uh, I don't know some kind of lack of loyalty towards your family of origin you can maybe because of that you want to restore the balance so you may take some uh, or you may absorb or take from another family member some of their uh, let's say ailment or some of their type of symptoms or disease to kind of it's like you take on your shoulder something to alleviate them yeah. in some ways that makes sense so it's really happened often as well a lot especially with uh, kids usually that they, they, they tend to uh, to do that a lot it's, it's not uh, conscious they do they don't do that on purpose consciously but uh, that's what they would tend to do if there is a an imbalance in the in the system or in the in the family between let's say even between the parents often the kid will will um, be the 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 one that will uh, carry the the symptoms I would say in some ways that's that's how I can say that so maybe it's not so much about the kids but it's about like what type of imbalance there is maybe between the parents, between maybe sometime above, maybe sometimes it's related, as you said, to the grandparents, uh, maybe some siblings. So uh, there is someone in the system that will kind of take some kind some burden, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to it- alleviate the, the things and to kind of restore some kind of balance for, uh, f- you know, that uh, in the manner of that, not the the heavy weight will not be on on one person it won't change anything because even if you you carry something from someone else it won't help this someone else to feel lighter but it's a subconscious uh, phenomenon that happens basically yeah and it's really beautiful because the intention at the basis of that is children 
it is love. I see mommy is in really exactly. It's that's why the, the one of the first uh, uh, law uh, in the family constellation is the, the uh, it's the, the law of uh, love definitely. So it's anything is done through love. So I take your your um, your pain. I take because yeah. I want you to feel good. I because I love you, etc. So this is a subconscious, but this is how it works. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really beautiful. I, I would love to see more people interested. For me, it was extremely helpful. I'm a spiritual junkie, so I've been through all sorts of modalities. And I'm, I, I, I praise myself for this because I took a lot from my family and I said, okay, put it in my baggage. <laughs> so I, I, I learned also through these different modalities that there were a lot of things that were not mine. So I learned how to say, I love you. I care about you. And here it is back to you. <laughs> Now you can do whatever you feel comfortable or you feel called to do with it. And that's, that's really, that's really amazing. because I've, I've done, uh, you know, constellation either for client or for myself. And you can see the, the result in even some domain that you wouldn't expect to to see the result uh maybe you work on maybe let's say you're because often you know we come back to relation to your parents basically where whatever the age you are uh it's often even you know if you want to work on your relationship so most of the time the root of Uh, the issue is not in the relationship, is in the relation that you had with your parents. So we need to address most of the time it came it uh, it came back to this. Um, so, but sometimes you let's say you work on the relationship to your parents, and then you may see like suddenly some big change, maybe in your relationship or in your work domain or in some domain where. You, you had some other challenge as well, but it will, the, the dynamic has completely changed. So it will affect the whole, you know, it's like a holistic <laughs> approach. So it will affect the whole system and, and the whole um, uh, domains uh, of your life as well. Yeah. And something that I really, really like, I think I saw it on, on Instagram was, well, just take care of your own wounds so that you don't bleed on the people who did not create that. Because all of us have a lot of trauma and wounds from our childhood, from our primary caretakers who very lovingly did not realize what they were doing. And they were coming from, well, generations and generations of other people who did their best at the level of, the conscious, uh, at the level of consciousness that they were at. But then once this becomes visible, like, for example, um, you want to achieve, you want something, you want a healthy, um, grounded relationship. And for one reason or another, that is not happening, then, well, it's your responsibility to see what can I do better? Where can I start my healing journey with what I have so that I don't reiterate whatever happened in my family? Yeah, uh, de definitely. And I think being conscious of that is a, a very uh, big step uh, first or toward your healing journey is being aware that we all have some challenge, some issues, some, um, as you said, because uh, any, you know, Each of our parents has done, uh, they, they have done their best, but there is always some, as you said, as primary caretaker, there is always some some things happening and some event and some, you know, life is not really always like all all pink. So we, we go through, through things. Um, 
small, big things. So we all have our own uh, things to sort it out, I would say. I, I haven't seen one person that has nothing to, to work on. Uh, I think that's, as human being, that's not possible, I would say. <laughs> so uh, even practitioners, so we have a lot of things to work on as well. <laughs> And um, another thing I, I, I would like to uh, uh, mention is that often people um, feel a little bit like uh, ashamed to, uh, let's say, to to work on or to kind of uh, ask for help. You know, this is something we are not really uh, used to do because it's it's. Uh, Sometimes it's uh, maybe seen as a weakness, or like uh, they they would think that they would have this limiting belief, like oh, people would think that I'm not able to manage myself, that I need uh, support from outside, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think uh, currently and nowadays we we need to kind of get rid of this limiting belief of uh, you know having some support from different healing modalities, whatever you choose that resonates with you, is because either you are uh, you have some mental issues or either you're not able to manage yourself properly or, either, you know, all this kind of um, uh, not very... Uh, uh, nice uh, image I would say about uh, about therapies about healing modalities whereas it's a it can be a fantastic tool to move forward in your life and even you know sometimes I've, I've worked as well with uh, for example artists at some point there is phase like that you know in practitioners sometimes you for many months you work with artists or for then later on you work with another type of of people and because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of art as well. So, you know, whoever comes to you usually is because on, on a certain level, it's there is a kind of resonance with your energy. So often you have the, the client that you deserve, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I was uh, working with artists, for example, uh, on uh, sometimes they want to improve their their creativity, their inspiration, their motivation. Um, so sometimes uh, they might find themselves stuck in their creativity process, let's say when, when it's their job, for example, uh, because of certain emotional blockages, for example. Um, so clearing these really, for example, help them to get over this and move forward a little bit more in a more smooth way, in a more you know, uh, open way and um, gaining clarity as well sometimes. Uh, will help uh, uh, people to move forward in their in their life in a better way because there is a lot of confusion, especially currently as well. Um, a lot of confusion, stress uh, happening because of uh, the worldwide situation. Mm, yeah. Uh, so it's it's very you know it's not. Um, I mean now we, as I said, we should get rid of this idea that therapy is only uh, is is for crazy people like this is a, a very stereotypical image that people have but it's very anchored in the in the collective consciousness in some ways and that's not the case at all you know you can you can have some um, some support from coach from from a coach from a health coach from a naturopath from a 
psychologies from uh, you know whatever resonates with you and that will help you maybe to um, to gain back your motivation to go back to a better health to find more creativity in your line find in your life find more alignment uh, whatever you are looking for maybe find your your purpose in life as well if you lack of uh, clarity related to that so it's uh, it's very vast i would say so it would be for me i think i always think it would be a shame to not um kind of see the possibilities that you can uh, uh use to become a better version of yourself yeah and i i i celebrate that and for me it's not a better it's just a more real version of yourself mm-hmm. more authentic maybe yeah exactly like we have been conditioned to well carry these masks around and when you break your leg you go to the orthopedist and that's normal right when you feel stuck and you feel sad and you don't feel at ease in your own body and in your mind there should be you know what i mean like the normal thing to do should be well i need some help i need some support and the most loving thing that you can do i really want to celebrate i have a friend who has been in a relationship for a very long time and um she told me i had a chat with my with my partner and i told him look i don't want to give our children what we received from our parents so i invite you for both of us she she's doing her her own type of therapy can we both take care of our own emotional baggage so that we can bring up more emotionally attuned individuals and i found that amazing because he was like yes okay it's got to be very tough but the most loving and the most courageous thing that you can do as a partner for 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 yourself first and foremost because you are on your own partner in life but then for somebody else is to really really take care of your emotional self because that will always show up in your personal relationships in your professional relationships in your relationship with yourself so i'm really really grateful that well practitioners like you <laughs> exist and <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that, that's really as well you know very rewarding for for us as practitioner because you know when you see uh people's life changing um mm-hmm. you can see enjoying their life again maybe they were very restricted because of uh some health issues let's say some uh, emotional issues they were like feeling like uh, sad not good they had some something that they needed to manage so um I, i've seen you know many clients like that really being transformed uh i would say from sometime from night to today <laughs> uh like totally transform and and i remember always the time where the fir- first time they uh i meet them and then after that after we work together how they they have been totally transformed and i'm like oh my god i remember this this guy or this lady the first time we met that was just like so such a different person and it's not as you said you know it's not only about the individual but about how the life of this person will change and how it will impact the whole let's say family let's say the people that live around uh, that person maybe at work as well so from the moment where the person would 
would feel better, you know, the, the, especially the kids, you know, because I, I, I often see like, especially moms, they feel super overwhelmed. They have uh, tons of things to manage. And uh, in addition, when they don't feel good, it's just a disaster for, for the kids, for the husbands, for the whole family, because as women, we are often the, I would say, the barometer of the, yeah. the family, I would say. Yeah. Uh, or, or or whoever we have around. So when we don't take enough time to take care of ourselves, and this is something that women str struggle a lot with, is to um, to take to take time and to take care um, about themselves because they feel very guilty usually to do that. Whereas it's not it's not. I don't see that as an act of. Uh, of uh, self of being selfish, I would say, but on the contrary, it's uh, it's something really mandatory because if you don't take care about yourself, you cannot you cannot give you cannot be present uh, in your in your family in your relation in your work. So this this is something I learned as well through my uh, practitioner journey because we you know we see people on a daily basis, and we need to be present. We need to be focused. You know when when we are dealing with people that have some challenge, whatever they are. So. Uh, and it's require a lot of energy and a lot of focus. So we really need to keep uh, our energy level our uh, at, a, at a very uh, good uh, level, I would say. So to not absorb some, you know, too, ma too much of their, um, you know, in terms of energy, to not absorb too much of our clients' uh, let's say, um, negative emotion or challenges or anything. So we need to really be at, uh, at our best in terms of, uh, of energy and uh, emotional and stress management as well if we want to be able to support our client as well. Yeah. So it's happened the same within, within families, you know. So this is something people need to really integrate uh, because uh, sometimes it's better to take a break of an hour, two hours, you know, as especially I think about uh, moms in general, having kids and, you know, getting away, taking a break, going for a massage, going for having a coffee with a friend or anything that will make you feel like will make uh, you feel like recharge your battery or anything that you like to do. And then coming refreshed, coming, uh, you know, in, a, in another type of uh, mindset or mood where you can be present for your kids than just staying stuck in that feeling of uh, being overwhelmed being and then your mood is affected and you you start to be to feel or to be as well terrible with your kids to start like you you can't you are not patient anymore you can't stand your your family anymore your kids your partner your husband and it's just a disaster so sometimes it's not sometimes, it's really mandatory to take time for ourselves, um, even where, whether as men or women. And uh, that that's really something people uh, forget, I would say. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's a really beautiful reminder because you can only share from a full cup. So if your cup is empty, then it's going to be very difficult to bring joy to other people. 
Exactly. Um, I would love to go into a little healing modality. So we spoke about the body, the body code. Um, you can use whatever, whatever you think you want from me. Uh, I would love to help out just for people to have a taste of what it would be like. And then, um, so maybe just before that, we can talk about the different organs you, you mentioned and how emotions are related. Did I get that correct? Uh, yeah, so I can I can tell you a little bit of uh, about uh, the body code, for example. Um, so, for example, in that healing uh, modalities, it's an energy based uh, healing modalities. So we work on six main imbalance, basically. So uh, that are divided on yeah. So six main chapters, I would say. So one chapter is energy based. Another chapter is related to pathogen. Another one is related to circuitry. Another one to miss uh, related to misalignment. Another one to toxin. Another one to nutrition and lifestyle. So in each of these. Um, uh, chapters, let's say there is branches as well. So basically, uh, body code will use muscle testing to uh, check where uh, does this imbalance come from uh, in your body. So it can it, it's include for sure, uh, you know, trapped emotion, emotional related issues as well. So it's it's like an it's an holistic approach as well. It's not only about the body, but it's as well about the, the mindset. You know, it works as well on limiting belief, um, the organ ed- energy, some toxin that you can have in your body. So basically, uh, it uses I don't know if you are familiar with kinesiology. So it's it uses like the the response of the muscles when you um, test the muscles. So basically, if there is a some kind of uh, weakness in in the muscle means like there is some some imbalance in in the body uh, system so that's how we can um we can notice where does where there is a, a, an issue i would say or something to clear so as well um as my practice is online exclusively uh because body code can be done face to face but can be done online as i mean uh, in distance i mean so uh, I use when I do in distance uh, session, I use myself as surrogate because you know when you work with uh, energy healing modalities, uh, one of the rules like energy doesn't know time and space. So whether you are in front or one thousand kilometer, ten thousand kilometer doesn't doesn't matter really. So I use myself as surrogate to uh, test. You know what is the uh what are the different imbalance you may have uh currently uh, and uh, so how we can clear that as well so um let's say so usually the client will come with a specific uh, issues or challenge or pain or something he or she want to improve uh, maybe uh, he has kind of lost some uh, motivation or he feels stuck in some areas of uh, his or her life um, or had some specific uh, uh, physiological issues that you want to work on so you can address all these type of different uh, challenges i would say so um what you would like me to do Anka? do you want me to find um 
to do a little example with you or yeah let's do a little example whatever you feel there is no nothing off uh, of like out of the boundaries so whatever you feel called to to share you can you can share. okay so for example let's say uh, okay so i will just uh, first uh, take a few seconds to connect to your energy okay okay so then what i do usually i will uh, do with the client so we won't do that today because we are limited in time but i will do early i will take a few minutes to do a grounding uh, exercise to ground ourselves to connect uh, ourselves as well so it's just like like some kind of guided meditation as well to bring back uh, either me or the client in a more uh, centered and grounded space and clear space so we will for the podcast purpose we'll skip that step for today but this is usually what i do then i will ask the question once i'm connected with you so now it's okay i will ask can we do a, a sample of body code for you today so i got yes as answer if i use myself as surrogate and then uh, i will ask can i use myself as surrogate yes okay so is there anything specific you would like to work on uh, on car or no just uh, comes up okay so what what i can do in that case is i would ask what is there any imbalances that we can clear for you uh, according to your highest purpose or according to your highest good is there any imbalance we can clear because i always ask this question like according to your highest good or for your highest good because we don't have always you know sometimes we want to do something but maybe that's not the things that need to be done. So I, I we leave it, let's say, to the universe or uh, as we, let's say, let's say that way. So yes, there is, okay, there's at least two things we can clear as priority. So if I check, so the first one uh, lead me to the energy section and lead me to the post-traumatic section and emotional section if I go into that so basically uh, the first one is like just to a little explanation is the, the physical emotional shock energy it's a vibrational frequency that may come may become stuck in the body for example during an emotionally shocking event that um, that has kind of create a some kind of extreme st stress or shock. Um, so normally this type of energy is processed and released automatically, but it could become stuck sometime if uh, it has been quite uh, intense um, or if the body was already imbalanced in some ways. So let's check. I'm going to take my chart here. So let's check what we have for you now. So I have... Uh, Mm, okay, it's in colon B. So I have a little chart with uh, different type of emotion. Okay, so first things for you is uh, we need to clear a trauma energy around feeling confused. Is that, and we can ask, is it related to some of your life event? I got yes. And um, can you, uh, if I may ask uh, your age, Anka, sorry, because okay. I need to. 34. No worries. 34 okay so is it 
Yeah, okay, is it before 30, before 20? So from the age of 23, uh, a trauma energy around feeling confused. So either, you know, sometimes you may, um, it may resonate with you. Like, yes, you might have some, some event that you remember around that time that make you feel confused maybe and that have been this um, energy of confusion has been trapped in your, let's say, in your energy or in, in some part of your body. Is it stuck somewhere in your body in a specific location? Yes. So I don't always ask the location, but just for you to know, we can check where is it located, this trapped energy. Okay, so it's trapped in one of your organs. It's trapped in your heart, basically. It's trapped in your heart energy. Um, so maybe, you know, sometimes you may remember something. Sometimes sometime not. Sometimes you were too young. Sometimes, you know, your brain might have cleared some information as well. Because imagine if we uh, had recorded absolutely every single information we go, we go through every day. That would be too overwhelming. So now I'm going to use... A specific little tools that it's like a magnet that usually when I do face-to-face -face session, I will roll this magnet along your spine because basically you have along your spine uh, some main energy pathway um, that are linked to your chakras as well. So when there is an imbalance, usually it, it will create a blockage in the energy flow of your um, meridian, basically. So we need to clear, once we have found this uh, trapped energy about feeling confused, so I will use myself as surrogate to clear that. Just, uh, you don't have anything specific to do. I will just do some intention work as well to release that. Usually I will tend to yawn when I do that because the energy is released. Yeah, I'm yawning. And yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes some some a lot of clients as well, they will tend to to yawn. Even you know, we don't have the, the video on or anything, so it's not contagious as sometimes you see someone yawning, so you yawn automatically, but that's not the case because we don't have the video on right now. So let's release that. Okay, so now it's cleared. So let's see what is the second imbalance. Uh, we can clear for you as priority for your highest good. We are still uh, again in the energy section. And it's in the mental section, will to, it's a will to energy. So let me explain that to you. So what we call a will to energy in, in this uh, body called healing modalities, basically it's a, it's a unique frequency of energy uh, when one has a will to do something, even if most of the time the desire is experienced temporarily. So let's say, let's see what we have, then I will explain a little bit more. So for you, okay, so we have a will to control energy that is stuck uh, for you. And is it something recent? No, uh, is it before 30? It's from the age of 32. 
So basically, a will to control energy is like sometimes, you know, related to some event or some situation in our life. We, we feel a little bit like uh, things are getting out of control. We, we are a little bit overwhelmed or we feel like insecure. It's like we would like to have control on things, you know, especially now, for example, we don't have control of a lot of things. So even if, if temporary we were in a situation where we want to control, we want to have control on this situation, usually it won't last, then we release it and everything is fine. But sometimes it may stay stuck as well. And uh, let's say when this type of uh, energy is, is trapped in our body, uh, it will affect our own reality as well. So we will, for example, uh, we might uh, have some challenge, for example, to let things if we have this will to control energy that is trapped in our body or in our energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that resonate with you in some ways, Anka? It's absolutely spot on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let me release that for you. Uh, let's see if there is any underlying things we need to clear before. Is there any underlying things related to that? Okay, there is something we need to clear first because most of the time when there is this type of energy that we need to clear, it's because of some, some event, because of something happened. So let's see what we have for you. Okay, we are in the energy section, post-traumatic, physical, emotional. Okay, so... Um, Column A, one, two, four. And we have a trauma energy around intolerance. So when is it related to one life event? Yes. Uh, years so. so from the same age, around 32 years old. So trauma energy around intolerance. Maybe sometime we are uh, we feel stuck in situation where we, we can't stand something or we because either it doesn't resonate with our values or we can't tolerate. So it can be something physical as well. Sometimes I see that with people having like allergies, um, um, important allergies issues that they react strongly to something, but it can be as well emotionally, like intolerance in terms of uh, emotion. So let's clear first this trauma manager on intolerance. Okay, and now are we able to clear this will to control energy? Yes, okay, so now we can release as well this will to control energy. Okay, so let's see, is there any other priority we need to clear for now? For your highest good, no. Okay, so that's what I got as priority because you don't have any uh, specific things you want to work on it now. So if I just check, uh, like um, if there are any priority to clear for you, that's what I got for now. If you are more, let's say, if someone is more specific, in a specific domain in, in his, his or her life, we might... Oh, no. <laughs> well so what i want to just one second add, i i yeah. lost you at if someone has more specific can you just repeat that 
Um, yeah, if someone has more specific requests, want to work on a, a specific domain or specific areas where he or she feels stuck or where he or she has some um, pain or some something phys uh, physical as well. So there might be some other um, imbalance that may show up as well. Mm -hmm. So as well, something I want to uh, to mention is that people often ask me like, um how many sessions do I need? How, how long time does it take, etc.? So uh, the session like is a normal time, like a, a maximum. The first session is a bit longer because we need to have a, a clear picture of uh, of the client, but then uh, it's like usual time for a session, like 45 minutes or so. But when they ask me like how many sessions they need, it's it's really up to them in the sense of um, you know, when you clear things, when you work on yourself, it's a process. So often people see that as a task that they have to do and then they are done with it and they are done forever. So we see that more as like the, the healing journey and the, uh, let's say, I, I wouldn't even call it only a healing journey, but uh, I would say it's the, a journey toward your your own self, I would say, just sim as simple as that. Yeah. So, uh, because life happens as well, so we always kind of uh, go through things, basically. So, uh, things are moving, you know, the, the the emotion, your your mind, your bodies, everything is constantly changing. So, nothing is fixed, nothing is permanent. So, you can still work on your on yourself. You can um, you can improve. You can uh, be more connected to yourself um, by the time. So there is always things to do. Depends on on what is your approach. Some people they just want to fix their issues, then they are happy with that, and that's totally fine. Most of the time, what I see in my practice that people come with a specific issue at the beginning. We start to work with body code. Sometimes we alternate. We do some family constellation in between. It works very well together, by the way. And, you know, according to what we found as type of imbalances, um, there, is, um, there is for them some kind of realization, I would say, that they say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That resonates with me. I didn't think about it, but I think, you know, under this, I, I really need to work on that because that's one of my challenges as well. I, I always come back to that and I, I always feel kind of stuck with that. So they will realize in working with that uh, healing modalities that they have things to um, to release maybe or some limiting belief that they need to get rid of, some... Um, you know, whatever it is, basically. So most of them, they will they will want to know a little bit more. They will want to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and I would always recommend to do some kind of maintenance, you know. Uh, it's like your car, you just keep um, putting some, uh, some oil, you send it to the service uh, once in a while regularly. And we want... We won't uh, never use our car without doing that, basically, because we know that at some point the car will just stop working and and it will be kind of bad because we there will there will be a need for a lot of work <laughs> to fix the car. So that's same with us, basically. 
for uh, for me, for example, I I commit to do a monthly session with my uh, my own practitioner uh, that is in US currently, and uh, because uh, yeah, because same, you know, even if I'm a practitioner, even if I can do it uh, for myself, and I do it as well sometimes, and I feel like something is off, but I commit to have someone like a supervisor some some um, practitioner that can uh, support me as well uh, when I need to clear something when I need to uh, some some advice some uh, some suggestions some uh, some work on myself as well yeah so um, yeah just to say like even practitioner you know we need some some um, some uh, some support, some maintenance, I would say as well, and uh, and uh, it has been a very uh, a, a rich uh, journey, I would say, related to that. Yeah, and that's very. I'm mean, like for me, it makes me trust you even more because, of course, you are taking care of your own energy, so then you can support your clients better, and it's really wonderful to be witnessed by somebody because a lot of the things like therapy and and uh, all the healing modalities for me a big benefit of that is just having another nervous system <laughs> I mean, who witnesses and sees me sees me through my pain sees me through my joy sees the progress that i'm making and for a lot of your clients i think this is why we we, we want to control and we want to know how is it going to be when am i going to be like perfect and do i will be able to live my perfect life and there is no thing as perfect life this is the perfect life exactly as it is happening that's absolutely perfect in the divine in the exactly is the, per the perfect way to be yeah thank you so yeah, much that, that's exactly the, the the point like it's there is no perfect you know we are not looking for perfection we are it's it's just like a, we it's a it's a journey i would say that's it yeah. and uh, we there is always a way to uh to make things more smooth or more aligned or according to our needs in, in the moment as well. Yeah, and you mentioned something really important, which is commitment. And I think that the, the idea of the process of, and finding joy in the process and commitment are very much linked. Because when you start shifting into, for me, this is just self-love, like self-care, taking care of this beautiful cosmic suit, <laughs> astronaut suit that is the body and then the mind. Um, it's just a sign of how much willingness and how much love I am I am willing to pour into, into my own self so that I can share from that space. Um, and not from a space of lack, not from a space of trauma, unresolved emotional baggage and all the things that are quite heavy <laughs> on the soul and on the mind. Yeah. That, that... Ah. So, um, Sorry, I lost you again. I lost you. I lost, I lost you again. I was saying uh, that's a very important message. Uh, like... Uh, if every uh, person could take in charge uh, its own wellness and well-being, uh, really being responsible for that, I think um, that will be just a really a wonderful uh, world to live in. And I think we are on the way for that. And um, yeah, that's my basically my what I feel I'm here for to bring my contribution to make. To make a, a little change in 
people's life at my level. And um, as I was saying, everybody has a, a talent, a skill uh, that uh, should be valued and at any level. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I just wanted to mention that when you started doing the body code, emotion code technique on me, and you asked me if there is any specific thing, I was like, no, let's just see what pops up. But I felt my heart really heavy. And I've been like, I had this really heavy energy at the level of my heart for quite a while. Mm. And that, that's very, uh, I was about to, to mention something about that as well, because, um, you know, with this uh, emotion code healing technique as well, there is a very important work that usually we do. It's called clearing your heart wall. So mm. basically, what is uh, just a few words about what is the, the heart wall? On the energy level, basically, it's uh, uh, the hard wall is something we create. I mean, it's not conscious for sure, but um, it's uh, something we create uh, to protect ourselves. Let's say we have been heartbroken for different reasons. We have been through challenging time and we were feeling some kind of emotion, sadness or anything. So uh, there may have been time in your life where you felt that that physical sensation like referred to as a heartache and this feeling of pressure or discomfort in the chest and throat maybe uh, occur when someone is hurting us or we have a deep sense of grief or loss. So um, that's important to remember that the heart is actually the core of our being. And if you have, ex if you have had this experience more than a couple of times in your life, um, your subconscious mind may have formed an energy wall to protect your heart against further heartache. So we refer to um, this wall of energy as the heart wall. So how does the heart wall will affect you usually? It may basically interfere with the free flow of, uh, of heart energy through the body. So this could make it more difficult for the body to heal itself and it may affect you physically. So in addition, the heart wall could, could interfere as well with your ability to fully open your emotional heart to others and manifest abundance, clarity and love in your life. That's an important aspect. And... Um, For example, when your heart wall is uh, surrounded by, when your heart sorry is surrounded by the layers of negative emotional energy that make up a heart wall, its ability to send this message uh, to the outside may be diminished and could even lower your immune function, contribute to disease. And uh, in in my experience of energy healing, a heart wall when you have one can contribute to a lot of feelings of sadness, anxiousness, panic, fear, self-sabotage. It often can prevent you from feeling joy or successful relationship at all. So one of the best work you can do, I would say, if one can tell me like, I have one thing to do and I need to choose, I would say clear your heart hole. So it will bring a lot of clarity as well. It will clear a lot of confusion and um so thankfully with the help of the emotion code we can uh, easily dismantle the pot potentially damaging emotional baggage that of trapped emotion um that uh, are in this heart wall basically 
And um, so you have to keep in mind as well that about 90% of, of people have a heart wall. I had one myself that I cleared um, a while ago. Um, so it takes usually between one to three sessions maximum, but most of the time in one session, you can clear your heart wall. Um, so that's, that's, that's something I, I, I want to mention because uh, just remember that the heart as well is not a simple pump. It's a, it's a very complex system that it, it has its own functional brain, basically. And, you know, research uh, in, in some new discipline uh, called like neurocardiology show that the heart is a sensory organ and very sophisticated center for receiving and processing information. And uh, the nervous system within the heart is um, unable to learn, remember, make functional decision independent of the brain's cerebral cortex as well. And uh, moreover, numerous experiments have demonstrated that the signals the heart, the heart uh, consciously sent to the brain influence the function of higher brain centers involved in perception, cognition, and emotional processing. So in addition to the extensive neural communication network linking the heart with the brain and body, the heart also communicates information to the brain and through the body via electromagnetic field interaction. And uh, as probably you know that, the heart generates the... yeah the body most powerful and most extensive electromagnetic fields. Um, so it's like uh, 60 times greater in, in, um, in amplitude and um, uh, sorry, it's uh, the magnetic component uh, in the heart are approximately 5,000 times stronger than the brain's magnetic fields. Uh, and it can be detected as well several uh, uh, it's quite far away from the body with sensitive uh, magnetometers uh, device, let's say. Yeah. And uh, just to maybe to finish on the on the heart wall, uh, like about the effect of releasing your heart wall. I, I've I've seen many like amazing story as well with my client. I think about one that. Um, we worked on on clearing the heart wall, and it was a, a quite young guy in a, in his thirties uh, that kind of gave up on relationship uh, for some reason, and uh, so we clear his heart wall, and then maybe f a few months later, the the, the next year, um, he got in touch with me and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm getting married." I said, "Oh, really?" He said, "Yeah, I met someone, etc." And then. I was a little bit curious. I said, okay, can, can you just tell me like, when did you meet this person that you, you're going to get married to? And so he said, yeah, let me, let me check that. And he, he gave me the, so it was just really like a few weeks after we, we cleared the, his heart wall basically. <laughs> so that was kind of, uh, yeah. So yeah. I have many uh, different stories like that. Um, Oh, it's not only about relation, but sometimes, you know, there is more abundance uh, coming into your life when you when you release it. So um, so first you you will address some trapped emotion that uh, are usually not really helping you. Um, so it will help you to connect in a better way to other as well. It will help you to recover from heartaches that you may have experienced in the past uh, and that would have uh, prevent you to find love, joy, and meaning again. 
uh, it will uh, it could help you as well to feel emotions in a, i would say uh, one very uh, uh, clear things that uh, happen when you clear your heart wall it's a, it's allow you to to feel more but in a less emotional way if that could make sense mm-hmm. um, because often you know the heart wall is like a filter imagine like this barrier you have around your heart so when you send an information to the outside you send it as a and when it's received, when it goes through this filter, it will be distorted. Same on the, the other way around. So if you receive an information as A from the outside, it goes through this filter uh, of the heart wall and you will receive it as B, whereas it's A originally. Mm. So basically, it's like a distortion. So you may tend to uh, take things more personally. It may feel more uh, hurting to you or you know things like that so uh basically clearing that will like it will be like you clear a filter between you and the outside uh so it could uh, enable you to live uh how you've always wanted to to live with more vibrancy more wellness more love more more joy as well um so that's uh it brings much more clarity as well that's a, a a very common uh, observation that people do, like they got more clarity in their, more opening, more clarity in their life uh, when they clear their heart wall, basically. Yeah. It sounds really wonderful. I'm <laughs> like, I'm already... Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, really, I, I really like to do this, uh, especially like, I think if you ask me, like, what is the, uh, the best uh, type of uh, uh, session like, like that you like to do? I, lo- I like any healing modalities that I use, I, because they are all super uh, amazing and efficient from my my perspective and what I've seen with clients. But for me, like when I clear a, um, a heart wall for someone, uh, when we work on that, I when we've cleared it, and I just I feel so happy. Sometimes I'm like I'm clapping, you know, I say yeah, now your heart wall is clear, and I I feel you know so so excited. And uh, sometimes the person in front of me is like. Why is she? Why is she so excited? You know, because they, they didn't, they haven't experienced uh, experienced yet the effect. But I know, you know, by experience and by having cleared many heart wall for clients, like what can happen after. Yeah. So I'm just, I know it will make a difference. I'm, I, I'm feeling like quite happy when I do this type of work. Yeah. So speaking about that, I really wish, I hope that everybody's going to have this session <laughs> and we're going to create like a worldwide community of open hearts. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Uh, okay. So they can find me on um, basically Instagram first. So at uh, Karine Naturopathy. So Karine with K. K-A-R-I-N-E, naturopathy with, uh, you know, like, like naturopathy. And uh, on Facebook as well. Um, so my Facebook page is Karine Naturopathy Qatar. And I have a website as well, uh, karinenaturopathy.wordpress.com. And if you have any question, if you are interested in any session, any uh, details, um, you can write to me, uh, uh, you know, through emails at karinnaturopathy at gmail.com. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's it. 
Yeah, that's really beautiful. I'm going to put all these links in the... Um, Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put all the links in the description. And I'm really, really happy that we got to chat. It was much longer than, <laughs> than promised, but it was a joy to have you on. And I do really wish that a lot of people are going to take the body code, the emotion code. Because yeah. <laughs> it does sound wonderful. Yeah, that, that's really an amazing technique. So thank you so much for having me today, uh, Anka. And uh, I wish you a, a, a bright uh, like uh, journey towards uh, your uh, highest uh, self. And same to our audience. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Karine. Have a happy evening.